You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Podcast, the English speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Atleti have another uh, disappointing night in the Champions League. Uh, I mean, uh, couldn't get a win against uh, Club Brugge uh, in either uh, in either match, neither home nor away. Uh, a tunnel loss away from home, and then a nil-nil draw. And Atleti just couldn't finish to save their lives. Uh, so many chances wasted, and uh, despite, I mean, they they were good at creating chances and uh, created more than enough to score at least one. Uh, but uh, Simon Mingole had a particularly great night, and uh, you know all of the uh, attackers didn't have their showing boots on. So uh, was it was quite a frustrating night for Atleti and uh, unfortunately you've been having a lot of those. Uh, that said, they have been improving slightly in the league. Uh, two wins, uh, one against Sevilla and one against Girona 
finally breaking that Girona curse uh, and you know getting three points against them in the league. Uh, of course, that happened uh, once before uh, from a header uh, of the El Faro. Uh, but, uh, you know, usually Atleti do struggle against them, so uh, it's nice to get a win against them. Uh, again, unfortunately, those two wins uh, don't mean much when the team just keeps uh, falling into the same old mistakes over and over again. Um, and, uh, yeah, they Atleti now find themselves in a very tough position in their group in the Champions League. Uh, and of course, we will talk about this all uh, here to discuss it all with me is Emmanuel. Uh, how are you doing, Emmanuel? Well, I'm doing better than Griezmann in front of goal. So, how are you doing that? Uh, I mean, as long as you're not on your deathbed, then you're doing better than Griezmann on his uh, in front of goal. Uh, and of course, uh, I mean, I want to say the same about Correa, but he scored two against Girona. Uh, just uh, didn't have a lucky day in front of goal against uh, uh, Club Brugge. Uh, so yeah, uh, <clears throat> let's let's start talking about it. Uh, give us, uh, Emmanuel, your thoughts about the last four games. Start with Sevilla and move your way up. <clears throat> so, uh, starting with Sevilla game one. Basically, uh, that was Aliti's best pe- performance defensively this season. Because you had Jimenez and Savage returning from injury, it was kind of dodgy, kind of gave you vibes of the 2014 to 2016 team, which they were really great and defending, choosing their moments to high press, and also creating a lot of chances on the counter attack. That Sevilla game was really nice because the team kind of press, and you had Cookie playing higher up the pitch. He, was not playing the role he had during the 2014 to 2016 where he kind of played as a wide midfielder but he played like i would say like an interior or maybe next to a holding midfielder for once and we have been crying that because we know cookie's legs are gone and he's no more electric electric but he played beside retail in that game and it was quite good because he was the one who initiates the press and that has been the team in the previous four games same thing against Girona, same thing Bullex against Club Rousseau. That was really nice to see because him as an interior is very great. We have him up the pitch, linking up play and kind of impacting the game, which is great to see. So the the most interesting thing from that game was I think in the build up to that game we had rumors or maybe some news from reliable journalists on Aliti about the fact that Cholo has been using a four one four one in training and that was kind of similar thing in that game because. You have uh, retail as the one in between the two lines of four, and then you have Morata off front. But it was quite interesting because Aliti, the shape kind of changed depending on the solution, on what, on the situation. And that was what Cholo said in his press conference that if a team doesn't, because formations now are like, they are just there for formality, not for formality, but to give you an idea of the team structure. <coughs> Excuse. So it was quite, it was really nice because you have. A very aggressive press and then Aliti won the ball a couple of times which we have seen in the last four games but the issue was after winning the ball the decision making was not great and we could not really capitalize on those chances which was really bad and you have Griezmann who is 
performing very well, but in front of Gulli, just having a very, very bad time because he's kind of looking for that first goal, and that is kind of making his decision-making to be really bad because in the Sevilla game, if he was generous or if he made better decisions rather than going for goal, I think Alitsi come out from the game with four or five goals, so that was it. And I think the goal Alitsi scored in the first half, which was a goal for Marcus Lorente, probably his first in a long while, I, I can't really remember, but it was really nice because it was similar to what Alitsi did against United, I think, in the Champions League last season, where it's a true in Sevilla's own defensive third, and you kind of have an aggressive man marking and with the ball, we win, we win the ball over, and then as we win the ball over, you have Koki switching play or playing switching play to Lorente on the first side, which is free, and his shot was really nice. And then for the second goal, you have good one football, very direct, and that is how Cholo like his team to play because he kind of admire how Real Madrid played against Aleti in the derby. Going to the Girona game, to be honest, that was really really bad. Even though we won the game, I think the approach and everything was really bad because. We are playing at home against Girona, it's true, they are a complicated opponent for Aleti historically, but we are playing against a newly promoted side, for God's sake, but the approach was really, really bad because we start the game poor, we are giving up chances. I think in the four games, one of the things I noticed is that the left-hand side, which you have Renildo, is kind of the weakling. Now, I'm not saying Renildo is a weakling because it's true, he's good. The Mozambican is very, very solid defensively, but you have maybe Carrasco or Saul next to him, and opponents kind of use that to their advantage because they know those players are not the best defensively. So you have Renudo, a guy who is like counting on his teammate and also kind of anticipating things by what happens. He can do only do so much and that's where Club Bridge hurt a little much in the first leg. That's where they did in the second leg and that's where Jirena also kind of created some of their chances in the game. So my issue with that performance against Jirena was the fact that Aliti are like one nil up and I think Cholo, the idea for Cholo is we sit back and counter-attack, giving Michel like he seems to have the ball, use the ball. He's kind of a coach who has that link to the Juego de Position philosophy and all the rest. So that was the idea. But Aliti are not as solid defensively as we were during the 2014 to 2016 time. And we are not as ruthless on the counter during that time. We don't have Diego Costa, we don't have Antoine Griezmann in his prime years, we don't have Fakao. So it was so using that approach is not really the best because it doesn't suit the squad because the deeper we are defending, we kind of invite pressure and you have mistakes. And I kind of, I'm thinking of Savage because I, three seasons ago, we have Savage and the fans are like complaining about his silly mistakes and the rest. And that's because Aleti were really defending so deep. But when Aleti became a little bit proactive and we are, def we are defending higher up the pitch, you have him at his best. But now when you keep on defending deep, you kind of have guys who are liable to errors and those errors can coming to play. It was, it's true, Jonda scored from a deflected shot, but I think that goal has been coming because Aliti really did not do anything because you cannot have Cholo making substitutions and he's bringing on the likes of Morata, bringing on Felix and what is happening, but you have Aliti still defending. So it's, it doesn't really make sense with the substitution in that game against Jonda. And the game against Bruch, I think Aliti were quite good before Aliti considered the goal and that shows a problem because in, the, in this season, Aleti, when Aleti concedes the first goal, to be honest, it's kind of really sad because Aleti has lost four out of the 12 games Aleti has played this season. And in those games, when Aleti con in those four games, Aleti has considered the first goal and they have not been able to come back. And when they concede the first goal, the, the team is, you concede two. They, they lost against Villarreal, 
a loss against Real Madrid. We concede two goals. So, I statistically, when Aleti kind of concede the first goal, I think it's very tough for them to come back given senior strategy. But when they score the first goal, it's, it's very difficult for them to lose. So, I think that's something that has to change because I can, if I'm not mistaken, we have, um, I think, um, when Thomas Party was still Aleti, we have a, an era where Aleti has I, played like, more than 18 games in which they have considered the first goal, which they have not made a comeback and which was really, really tough. But I think the game against Aleti Bibao at home, which Diego Godin played as a striker, was the turning point for that situation. So when Aleti considered the first goal, it's not really going because it kind of threw Simeon's plan through the window, which is really, really bad. But the other ball leagues against club, which I, the club played well, especially in the return league, because we were really good. I enjoyed the return leg not because we had much of the ball, even though I would love for us to have a little bit more of the ball, but because we were playing against a team that came with the intention of defending and we were able to break them down. For for example, you have Cookie, like I talk about Cookie playing and having an impact. You had a trident of Cookie, Korea, and Griezmann, and them linking up. You have, for example, Korea is incredibly good in tight areas. It's like you have. He's like he can pass through the eye of a needle, and that's really, really good because in tight areas, it's like you can't get the ball of him, and he just spins and turns and he leaves defenders guessing. So, you have him doing that. You have Griezmann, who is good at understanding the occupation of space, and then you have Koke, who is like the metronome and he kind of controls things. So, it was really great watching them play in that first half. Sadly, we could not score a goal because we, we had Mignolet, and I was wondering, is this the Mignolet we saw at Liverpool and Liverpool fans are complaining? And, he just had a very, very good game. And after the game, Black was saying, well, goalkeepers do have such performances because they are safe to make without even knowing, like, the Morata missed chance, which hit his face. And I was like, oh, God, today we are not going to score a goal. And in these four games, I, the main team has been Aleti's aggressive pressing. And that it has been down to the fact that Aleti are playing now with a defensive midfielder, be it Witzel or be it Colombia. And the game, which Aleti, which is new near the Civitas Metropolitano really showed the best of Colombia. When I say the best of Colombia, you have the team playing higher up the pitch and he's in terms of handling transitions and that entails that he uses athleticism, he uses good positioning, he uses good game raising game good game raising skills to win back the ball for Aleti and ensure Aleti can regain possession in the opposition final third. And that is really great because to be honest, I don't see Wittel doing that. Wittel has the good position in anticipation, but he lacks that athleticism given he's on the other side of 30. And that Colombia, you have that athleticism, and that's really nice. The only issue for Colombia is on the ball, he's really, really not the best because there are like two versions of Colombia. You have one who is incredibly good off the ball, and it's like a beast. And it's like, I think in the team, you have just him and. You have him and you know, who are, who, which both of them are incredibly good at that and better of it, he's not really the best. So overall, I think the performance was really nice, bad out of the genre game. And I was really, really happy with what I saw. And if we can keep playing like that, I hope Cholo was happy with the performance because the result was not the best. But I hope he was happy with the performance because if he is happy with the performance, Aliti can keep on playing like that. And if Aliti keep on playing like that, Despite the fact that we are missing so many chances, like for example, there was a start to the marker which says Aleti have 86 shots and they have not scored. And from those 86 shots, we have an expected goals of 0.11 per shot, which is not bad. Which shows the quality of our, the shots Aleti are taking are really, really, really good. 
And another thing about the performance is that, for example, in La Liga, you have Aliti, we'll talk, Aliti uh, bottom when it comes to pass play defensive action. When it pass play defensive action, the amount of passes a team allows for the opposition to play before they can press. So, for pass play defensive action, Aliti are last, but when you think about turnovers, Aliti uh, have just 13, you have, sorry, Aliti have 13 shots after 10 overs, which is quite good. Aliti don't have a lot of 10 overs, they have, I think, a total of 26. Sorry, a total of 36 turnovers, but you have them having more shots or goals from turnovers, which shows that they are a team who sit in a mid or low block, but now choose their moment to, to, to press, and they are very effective when they press because you have those pressing triggers like the poor touch, pass to the fullback, which use the touchline as an initial defender, and that's really good because it's similar in the in the Champions League, but the difference is that Aliti in the Champions League, Aliti are a little bit more proactive because in the Champions League, you have their best pass by defensive action about at 12. So it kind of shows you the disparity with the way Aliti approach games in the league and the way Aliti approach games in the Champions League. But I think, my honest, the difference is because in the Champions League, most of the games, Aliti has had to change the game, go for the winning. But in the league, you have them kind of maybe comfortable with the one nail it sitting deep, which I don't think is the best. So it's really, really been kind of up and down two weeks for Aliti in terms of performances. Okay. <clears throat> can I speak now? <laughs> yes, okay. you can. And hopefully you start speaking about Minolet. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, that, that covers, uh, I think, uh, Atleti's entire history since 1903. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's start talking about the current situation of the Champions League group. Uh, currently, Atletico sit uh, third in the group. Uh, obviously, Brugge have ten points. Then Porto have six. Atleti with four, and then Leverkusen with three. Uh, this uh, and of course uh, Atleti's remaining games are a home game against Leverkusen and then the final game is against Porto in Portugal. Uh, now, uh, Brugge uh, face Porto at home uh, in the next in the next match day and uh, they can't really throw the game away. Uh, I mean, I, I don't expect them to. I, I expect them to still try to go out and win the game. Uh, uh, of course, having the home advantage is, uh, you know, uh, something valuable for them. Uh, but also, if they lose the game, then Porto have a chance uh, to finish first in the group. And I don't think uh, Brugge will want, uh, you know, uh, to finish second in the group, given the chance they have right now uh, to just seal it, uh, you know, at the moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, of course, Brugge getting any result against uh, Porto would be massive if, for Atletico if they beat Leverkusen, uh, which they failed to do away from home. Uh, of course, hopefully this changes at, at home, uh, because if Atletico don't beat Leverkusen, then they can just count themselves out. Uh, of course, if Atletico uh, do win in the Metropolitano, and Brugge get a result against Porto, uh, then all Atleti have to do is not lose against Porto in the final match day, which was uh, the main, which was their objective uh, last season, uh, when they went to the same stadium and they did, uh, you know, 
they did uh, emerge as victorious in that tie, uh, a 3-1 win. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, you know, we see a similar scenario this season. Uh, it's unfortunate that it has come to this, but I mean, let's just hope for the best at the moment. Uh, a difficult situation indeed, but not impossible. And, you know, uh, like I said, the, the team uh, fought their way out of tougher situations. Uh, anyway, uh, you talked about, uh, you know, uh, the changes in midfield. Uh, you know, a big part of that is because of the return of Savage and Jimenez and Witzel playing as a defensive midfielder, finally, which is what we were praying for since the start of the season. And it certainly did not disappoint. Witzel uh, fits the Simeone ideas like a hand in glove, uh, really improving. Uh, I mean, he's winning balls back. Uh, the distribution is amazing. His passing range is fantastic. And a very uh, obvious thing if uh, for anyone watching the team is how much freedom he gives Koke uh, to go more offensive. Uh, can you give us your thoughts about uh, that, Imano? Well, now, like I said before, that kind of trees of cookies rule frees up Kuki to have an impact defensively and that was very evident in the game against Club Brugge at the Civitas Metropolitano because you have Kuki playing in playing teammates in behind. I think he was he was among the players who played the most passes into the final third and he had two key passes from the game which was nice. So we have seen Kuki having an impact in the final third. For example like one of Alice's best chances in the first half was a one-two between him and Korean. So that tells you so much. Also, the chance, another chance at the beginning of the second half where he plays a pass over the top for Christmas. So having Koke higher up the pitch kind of give Alice that. And also, you have um, him having a rotation on the right when Marcus Lorente was available. That is the game against Sevilla where you have a rotation between the three and you have Lorente kind of occupying the half spaces and Molina outward and you have him back you have him a little bit deep which is a role he has done which is a role he he does with the spanish national team i think where Lorente plays as the right back so he having cookie free from the holding me that position kind of gives the team a lot of varieties it improves the team offensively for example alicia now creating many chances from central areas or around the edge of the box not just depending on cross inshallah so that's really, really positive for the team. Very well. Uh, of course, we were hoping this uh, impact uh, is seen uh, when uh, when Atleti signed Rodrigo de Paul, but unfortunately, uh, that transfer hasn't gone so well. Uh, I mean, he was doing so well uh, at the start of this last season until he got into this personal mess and this uh, saga continues uh, this season as well. Uh, of course, we saw the poll on the bench uh, and not making an appearance uh, in uh, the first uh, two uh, two games after the uh, international break. Uh, this, uh, of course, is uh, you know a an unannounced punishment from by the club uh because of uh you know 
something he did. Uh, obviously, he said he wanted to stay in Argentina for personal reasons. Then, uh, you know, the photos came out that he was actually attending a ceremony in the USA with uh, the Argentine singer, Tini, which he was in a relationship with. And then he broke up with her. And, you know, this whole mess uh that i really don't like <laughs> and obviously simeone isn't a fan of it either uh so yeah uh i mean it's very unfortunate because uh very high hopes we had for uh rodrigo de paul uh but yeah it just uh, hasn't come uh as fruitful as we were hoping uh, it would uh but uh Let's start talking about uh, another thing that happened this week, and it's Griezmann, uh, you know, having his loan uh, become permanent. Uh, Atleti and Barcelona finally reached an agreement uh, for the transfer of Antoine Griezmann, uh, worth 20 million, uh, down from the original, uh, you know, ob obligatory option of 40 million. Uh, this, of course, means that Griezmann no longer have, has to play uh, only 30 minutes each game. Uh, and, I mean, uh, his, his performances this season have been great. Uh, even in the last few games, uh, I think he was one of the best performers uh, on the pitch. Uh, it's just his finishing touch uh, really letting him down. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe we see Griezmann back in midfield if uh, Atleti find, uh, you know, good uh, forwards, uh, if they go after some in the uh, winter transfer window or in the summer. Uh, he's here until 2026, so we'll have to find uh, a role for him if he doesn't find his uh, finishing again. Uh, so, yeah, uh, of course... Uh, a very no uh, noteworthy thing is that he uh, reduced his salary uh, from 12 million to 4 million a season. Uh, his, uh, of course, contract runs uh, until 2026. Uh, Emmanuel, what are your thoughts about this Griezmann deal? Well, Julio said Aliti plays better when Griezmann is on the pitch, and Aliti has been playing better recently. And that's thanks to so many factors, Lima's return, Savage and Jimenez return, and you have Griezmann starting games. So, in my opinion, Aliti are the winners in this deal. You sell someone for 120 mil, and what happens, you get him back for 20 mil, and you have him on a very low salary. So, that's positive for Aliti. The only issue is, Aliti need him to start scoring goals. Aliti need him to be the Griezmann he was when he left Aliti. So, before Barcelona, so that's the issue because you have the game against Brugge and he really did incredibly well and it was so good. He offers a lot of things to the team. His defense, he does the defensive work, something another player within the squad doesn't like doing. So you have him doing so many things, and he's first of he's first of all, first of foremost, actually someone who is in grief or someone who has Chulosimo all over him and he offers flexibility to the team. He's versatile. You can play him as a striker. You can play him as a secondary striker. And we have seen in recent games, you can play him in midfield. So that's really, really, really nice for the team. And having him for such a fee and with such a salary, it's just great for our team. 
so i don't i can see this is one of the first deal i'm really really happy in which the board has had one over Barcelona. but it's not the first time you have villa there's Turan, and there are many other deals so him signing a permanent contract and starting games is just great for Aliti. and when we talk about his finishing he has 28 shots and for all the competition and just three goals which is not really i don't no, want to say really it's, it's not <laughs> I, I was i was i was trying to be like it's not really the best because i don't want to say it is not good but like you said it is bad because for example you have an xg per shot of 0.0.12 which it's really good it shows he's taking quality chances like for example the club burger game i was expecting there were two i think two chances where if that was the christmas of all then i think he scores those chances but well he even missed the penalty against burger in the in the in match the three of the Champions so he's really really struggling in front of goal like i said that kind of is that is kind of clouding his judgment at times when he's in the box because he's like can i have my first goal or can i play in a teammate and the rest so Hopefully, he starts scoring against Athletic Club this weekend. I mean, you mentioned the penalty, but to be fair, uh, the Griezmann of old also struggled with penalties, particularly in the Champions League, but let's not talk about that right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on to another uh, cheerful uh, uh, subject, and it's uh, Molina. Uh, the right-back started the season horrendously. He was really struggling both offensively and defensively. Uh, the uh, opponents were really taking advantage of that, uh, running the right-hand uh, side uh, and you know, creating many, ch- many chances on that side uh, while he was, just, he was just not really... Uh, you know, uh, understanding his role in the team. He was really struggling uh, with his teammates. Uh, and, of course, his uh, offensive uh, quality wasn't re- great either. Uh, but in the last few matches, uh, in the matches after the international break, we saw a totally different Molina, the one Atleti were hoping uh, to get when they signed him. Uh, very solid defensively. Uh, opponents no longer... Uh, you know, we're attacking and exploiting his side. Uh, and offensively, while his crossing isn't the best around, uh, obviously is something he has to improve. Uh, but he uh, has been creating chances with his passing, with his through balls. Uh, and of course, he got himself into uh, some scoring positions as well. Uh, that's a, uh, an underrated quality uh, in him. Uh, of course, his shots weren't bad, but uh, both were saved. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, if uh, if Atleti can take advantage of that, then th- there is another uh, you know goal scoring threat, and uh, you know. Currently, those are really lacked in the team. Uh, so, uh, Emmanuel, what, what do you think of Molina's improvement right now? Well, firstly, uh, I think uh, those who watch him in Italy will know goal scoring ability is not really underrated. And if you kind yeah. of you listen to the if you listen to the podcast, uh, I Iron Maxi, you notice um, he kind of emphasized on that because he's good at he has a knack of getting into good goal scoring positions. Um, going to Molina, I started with his weaknesses because there have been improvements. We don't, like you said, we don't see 
opponents targeting him, which is nice. He has improved defensively. He's now able to defend collectively in the block and not be the weak link. But like you said, his crossing is not really good. And when it comes to his crossing, the thing that really annoys me with his crossing is it's not I'm compared with GPA, but he don't he doesn't hit those crosses when this angle when he has a favorite angle. You have him breaking the ball, trying to set himself up for a good cross. And we know this is modern game where opposition players don't give you a lot of time on the ball and not to talk talk less of being in their defensive third. So I want to kind of I want to see him hitting those crosses at on the goal or when the pass is played in between because when the passes are played for when he's when he receives a pass or a pass is played to pick out his run, they are mostly from Poke or Rodrigo Depot, which are very nice. But like you said, his crossing is the best and he's not that confident in his crossing. So what happens? He needs to take his time and try to be in a good position, which is not the best. I think the game against Bruges, there was an occasion where he was his run was picked out and his cutback for Lemar was really, really bad because the angle was good and he should have played a good cutback on Lemar's left leg, which would have resulted but his his cutback was bad. So that's an area of his game which he needs to improve. And talking about his strength, you talk about him creating chances. In both leagues is so excuse me, in March the three and March the four against Brugger, I think the trade in him that has emerged has been his creating chances from deep which is kind of similar to what we saw with Trippier and there was there were news on there was news on Twitter about him having like extra hours with the conversation with Simeon or training and I think that is paying off because we are kind of seeing him linking up well with teammates that is Koke and which is going but I'm kind of maybe thinking or half like I would call maybe some hypothesis because him playing so well is kind of coinciding with when Lorente was not, it's like injured, but he played Lorente against Sevilla and was good. But I'm trying to say, because me, I think um, Molina and Lorente are kind of the similar players in which both of them are good at making runs in behind and they both need a passer next to or behind them where they can be able to pick their runs. So Lorente not being in the team and him having Korea or Griezmann or Kuke to link up with, we have which are players who like to receive the ball to fit kind of. Man also make up the ball runs, but these are players who are good at receiving the ball to fit kind of plays to him because he's like off he offers what most of them don't have and that kind of plays to his strength, and that's what we have seen in recent games. So hopefully we keep on seeing the development because he's kind of molding into what Alexis fan what what Aliti fans had in mind, which is what Trippier was, but technically that wasn't really his game before. He came to Spain. I'm talking especially of the courses from Zip we have seen in recent games, which is kind of nice. And he's quite young, so there's a lot of space and room for him to grow. And Cholo kind of doing that for him is also beneficial for Argentina in the upcoming World Cup. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go. Um, now uh, the cheerful topics are over. Uh, it's time to talk about the less cheerful ones. Uh, let's start with Carrasco. Uh, this season really isn't his season, uh, so far at least. Uh, he's been struggling so much and uh, I mean, uh, we'll ignore his, uh, his uh, you know, uh, goal involvements. Uh, he he's only had one so far. Uh, his crosses have been abysmal, and even his dribbling he's struggling with, which is you know the uh, the uh, Yannick Carrasco specialty. Uh, so uh, yeah, what what is up with Carrasco uh, at the moment? Do you see him improving at the season as the season progresses, as we've seen before? And uh, even if he does. Uh, do you think Atleti should cash in on him in in the uh, uh, in the summer transfer window? I know it's still early days to talk about that, but there's Lino and Rotary Kelmi uh, both doing well in La Liga uh, this season, and uh, you know uh, maybe uh, they could be potential replacements for him. Uh, so yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Well, firstly. Carrasco's dribbling is his greatest strength and him not being able to do that kind of take away what he offers to the team because defensively he's like a liability and offensively him not being able to dribble implies each time he has the ball, he draws step overs and try to do anything and what happens it turns into him giving the ball away and which is usually to a counter-attack. So that's not really good for him at the moment because it's like he's having a spell in which everything he does doesn't come off which is bad. And obviously, I think even when he's at his best at times, it's really frustrating because he's not the type of dribbler who is like kind of aware of his surroundings, who dribbles. At times, he dribbles without purpose, you know, dribbling for dribbling sake. And most of his crosses or cutbacks are after dribbles. For example, in the game against Club Brugge, Aliti were like on top and in which Aliti were finding the white players. And Club Brugge make a change and you have them sending someone over to the left-hand side and they are kind of having something like a back five or a back six so in order to limit Aliti from finding their wing backs and Cholo kind of responded to that in bringing in Carrasco thinking his 1v1 threat is going to kind of draw players around him and then we can then click the other side but what happens you have Carrasco having a 1v1 and he's not able to pass a winger not even a defender so it kind of speaks volumes of what he has been this season and how frustrating he has been this season so Hopefully he improves because the only thing I can say is he needs is he is not as if he lacks confidence because he keeps on trying and trying but it's not coming off. Maybe at times he can take his team off to calm down and maybe not try to dribble all the time. But in my opinion, what the main thing Carrasco has always had to improve is knowing when to dribble, when not to, when to take that extra touch, knowing being aware of his surrounding when he dribble and not always putting his head on the floor. So I think that is what kind of set 
it sets other dribblers apart from him because that those other dribblers they have that consistency in being aware of their surroundings when they are dribbling and because in a team like Leeds where we play with wing backs you kind of have him the team creating a lot of 1v1s from him and the does like relying on him and if he keeps on feeling such situations that kind of let the team down and we have already seen that game plan going through the window a lot of time this season okay then um i mean the uh in my opinion saul was doing quite well uh on the left hand side uh before he was subbed off uh and obviously he's uh not uh he's not originally uh a a left wing back uh but at the moment with region still injured and uh carrasco in this kind of form uh then i think saul is our best option and uh what 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 do you think of uh, saul's recent performances so far well the saul's performances have been good and his role within the team is team is kind of i will not say a tough one but a really interesting one to explain because you have when are defending in a mid block you have him playing as the left wing back when Alicia pressing high in the 442 when Alicia pressing high in the 442 shape, you have him playing as the left midfielder, which is a role he has played before. And when Alicia have possession, you have him playing like one of the interior midfielders. Because in the game against Broker, you have Lima kind of acting like the wide wide player, and you have Sawo acting inwards. And I think Cholo did that to exploit his runs into the box, which is a trade we have not seen for a while, and we saw once in the game against Brugai, which led to a shot on target. Hopefully, we see more of that. I think recently, Cholo is trying to organize a setup which on and off the ball kind of bring the best out of the team, which is something I have been crying for. This is something we discuss a lot over and over, game week after game week, and we are seeing improvements this season. And Sao is a product of that because you have him playing in a role with in possession as an interior midfielder and out of position as a wing back and I'm not really a fan of him as a left wing back because the way he always defends it kind of gives those runners who are making an outside in run space and time behind him because his orientation or positioning is always bad. For example, when Alicia are defending in the when Alicia were defending against Club Brugger, you have him kind of stepping up and he was stepping up, not at the right moment, but he was stepping up late. And what happens? It implies that the opposition player has time to turn and give a pass or give a flick into the space. And that kind of draws out the wide center back, which was Renudo in that case. And that creates now a gap between Renudo and the center center back, which is Jimenez. And you have a space that is the half space, and you have the opposition players make it onto that space. That was evident in the first leg, and it was also evident in, in earlier stages in the game. So when I return with the ball, I'm kind of happy with what it offers, but without the ball, it's kind of sketchy because against, say for example, this weekend against Alessi Club, you have him playing, defending, say against Nico Williams, then oh my god, we just know it won't be the best for him because you have players like Sunset and Munya who are going to play passes in and that's going to expose the needle a lot, which is not really great for the team. And you have, for example, Munya playing a pass to pick up Nico and decrease that gap and you have sunset attacking that space that's not good for reality so him defending playing as a wing back is not good for the team because he kind of destabilizes the team with his body orientation when defending which is hard for him to recover and also his position 
Very well. So yeah, hopefully uh, Region recovers fast because I'm really getting sick of this. Uh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't played a single second. He hasn't even trained with, with the team since uh, arriving in loan. Uh, and it is a one-season loan, and he's spent half the time he'll spend here injured. Uh, so, yeah, he better light the world on fire when he does play. Uh, anyway, uh, another player that's really struggling this season uh, is Zhao Felix. And uh, obviously the, uh, the struggles got to him, and... Uh, we saw uh, in the last game that he was, uh, you know, frustrated about not getting subbed on. Uh, Simeone subbed on Witzel instead of him uh, for Griezmann in the 80th minute. Uh, and, uh, you know, a frust- frustrated Zhao Felix uh, threw his wig and, you know, started screaming on the bench and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, he hasn't really... Uh, he hasn't really done uh, enough to convince uh, Simeone to start, especially with Correa uh, playing much less minutes than him and yet producing much more. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it has come to the point that uh, I feel like it's just not meant to happen. Like... Uh, Atleti were so patient with him. Simeone gave him chance after chance, changed the system multiple times, uh, tried him in different positions, uh, tried so hard to get the best out of him, but it just it just, just doesn't happen. And it feel, it's starting to feel like it, it'll never happen. And Atleti really need to cash in on him uh in the summer or in winter uh reports are uh, saying he's considering a uh you know a transfer in the uh winter transfer window after the world cup so uh yeah what what are your thoughts about that Imana? well uh, in my opinion i think Aliti are going to keep him after the world cup because i don't see Aliti let him go, as the report suggested today, Aliti are not willing to let him go. But in the summer, Aliti getting 100 plus millions for him will be great because we kind of take the money, we reinvest in our defense, and then that money we can then buy a striker, which is something Aliti needs because Aliti lack goals, and that's because all of our forwards are not decent finishers. Sorry, they are decent finishers, but not very good finishers. We need that 20 goals a season striker, and that is what we are lacking. So I'm in favor of Aliti selling him. Like you said, Simon has tried so many things and it's not going, but there was a period where we saw the best of him, and that was from August to December during 2020, which was kind of good. But Aliti don't really have the dynamics at the moment to play that system because playing that system kind of favors him, but there are a lot of other players in the team that it disfavors them at the moment. For example, Renildo, his ball playing is not really the best, even though he makes up for it defensively. So there are a lot of things to consider, and it seems like he's not going to go, and I'm in favor of Aliti letting him go. Very well. Um, let's, start, let's talk about the upcoming match, uh, Athletic Club, uh, on Saturday. Uh, they're doing quite well. Uh, they sit the third in, in the league, uh, Ernesto Valverde returning and uh, really making 
uh, really uh, it's really obvious in the way they play uh, really improving uh, them and uh, you really see the difference between his side and Marcelino's uh, so yeah it'll be a very tough match day uh, it's always tough to play them in San Mames. Uh what are your thoughts about the game Imana? Well firstly Alitis record at San Mames is not the best recent seasons it's we have pathetic. yeah <laughs> recent seasons we have really struggled there performance wise and also getting the results is really really tough and Alitis club I basically having a very good start to the season, one of the best starts to the seasons in their history. And you have Valvede coming back after some time away. You have those, their squad is young and energetic, which kind of suit his direct and high pressing football. You have guys like Nico Williams and having a good time in La Liga, Nyaki Williams, who is, a, who is as bad as Morata when it comes to finishing scoring goals. So it's really 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 tough because Aliti are like a hot and cold team but you have a team who is on red hot form and they are performing really well because also Barcelona and Real Madrid they are the team who have scored the most goals had the most expected goals they are all the and the good thing is they don't also concede many goals because they are really really solid defensively with the likes of Yerai and Inigo Martinez and you have Daniel Vivan so their squad is really good and they are playing really well because like I was talking about their dynamics in which you have Nico William creating chances from the wide areas. That's something I need to be careful with because I'm not I'm looking at the options Cholo might play that day. And I think I will not be surprised if he goes for Renildo as the left back that day, like a back four and not a back five, because dealing with Nico will be very important because he's really explosive during the international break in the game against for Spain West Portugal. You have him coming on and changing things. So he's like their main threat, but he's not the only threat. And that's the that's the most difficult team when Alita facing them because you have Munyain creating for Nyaki Williams, his runs in behind. You have Sunset and also create, and you have Sunset making late runs into the box. And watching this version of Sunset kind of gives me a little bit of vibes about Sawe, especially with the, those late runs he making to the box. So Alita are facing an opponent which they are really, really good. And in my opinion, the key of this game will be how Cholo approaches it. If Cholo approaches this game like he did against Girona in a, in a low block, I think Athletic Club are going to smoke us because they are going to really, really kill us because they are good at say, breaking down low blocks as we have seen this season. Kadis is an example. So I would expect him to go for a mid block and high pressing attempt. Like I said, Athletic I think will choose their moment to press. So that's what I would expect from him. And I hope he does that because if he decides to sit deep and try to play on the counter, Athletic club, they are very good in counter pressing, so it's going to be very, very tough night and a long night for attackers. So I hope Cholo, even though he's away from home, try to be a little bit proactive in the approach because um, we can take the game to Athletic club. We have the players to do that, and with Jimenez and Savage back, we have a defense line in which we can do that. And Molina is improving defensively, so I'm expecting the game to be a tight one, and hopefully Athletic can win that game because we need the win. Because for example, we are really really giving opportunities for the other teams like Villarreal, the real sociedad to catch up on us and make it the top four really interesting because there are two factors for that one of them you have the ball which we'll not be talking about because you can talk all day and nothing changes the other one cholo's tactics at times and like the game against club Brugger, his substitutions were really really bad hopefully he has a good game plan because in the game against sevilla Athletic club 
were really second best for the opening 30 minutes. But in the second half, you have them piling the pressure on Sevilla wave after wave and creating so many chances. And that is the reason I don't want us to play in a T block because the way they were able to tear Sevilla apart was really, really great. And knows a little defend better than Sevilla, but they have players who can unbalance defense. If you have the dribbling ability of Nico Williams, you have the penetrative passes of Munyain, you have the runs from midfield of Unyasa of Sunset, and you have the crosses from the fullback. So they have a lot of weapons in the arsenal that they can hurt this Aliti team. Same as Aliti, Aliti have things in which they can hurt them, but hopefully Cholo goes for something similar against Club I know Club Bush kind of sad, but a mid-block, and I think we can cause them trouble. A lot of trouble. I mean, we can, but also they can. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a very tricky match day. Uh, anyway, uh, concluding today's episode with uh, a few uh, transfer news and a few links. Uh, there's, of course, uh, Valentin Gomez as center back from uh, Velez, uh, the Argentine side that Godin plays in. Uh, Valentin Gomez, uh, of course, uh, a left-footed center back. He's Argentine. He has a Spanish passport, so uh, you, you don't really have to worry about the non-EU spot here. Uh, he's uh, uh, quite young, uh, very uh, great potential. He's great at passing. Uh, his defense is good as well. Uh, uh, to distinguish him, of course, from uh, Mario Hermoso. Uh, he's 19 years old, uh, but uh, I mean, I've, we, we'll cover him more in the future if uh, this uh, progresses further. But uh, from the kind of conversations I had about him, it's like he needs some time to mature more. Uh, he's not really ready uh, to be a starter uh, in the team. So uh, if he does get signed, then uh, expect him to be loaned uh, for a season or two, uh, you know, uh, or maybe more, uh, like in the case of Neman Perez. Uh, who we will discuss uh, in a future episode as well. Uh, and of course, there's Calvini, uh, the 18-year-old Atalanta centre-back. Uh, of course, Atleti uh, have, a, have an eye on uh, young centre-backs, and I'm all in favour of going for Calvini. Uh, a very, very high potential, fantastic passing, incredible defence. He's got it all, He's the whole package, one of the best uh, under-20 centre-backs uh, in Europe, maybe even in the world. Uh, so, yeah, very, uh, very excited about this. And, you know, hopefully Atleti do pull it off. Uh, but, again, it's still early days, and we'll discuss it more in the future if anything does come out of this. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, again, we will discuss the loanies again, and Nehuen Perez, who's... Technically not, not on loan, but Atleti do have a buyback option. He's doing really well in Serie A this season. Uh, again, we will discuss him uh, hopefully in the next episode. Uh, so yeah, this covers it all for today's episode. Emmanuel, uh, would you like to add anything? Well, I would like to add that I will hope this man and the rest can score goals against Atleti Club. We can be clinical against Athletic Club so we can take three points and stop that poor record as San Mames. Hopefully. Um, yeah, and of course, thank you guys. Uh, of course, th thank you, Emmanuel, for uh, sticking with me today. 
Well, Atta, it's always a pleasure talking about Litsy with you. And of course, thank you guys for staying with us. Uh, just like to take a second uh, to uh, just pay a small tribute for my grandfather. Uh, he passed away a few days ago and uh, he really was a great part of my life. And, uh, you know, just want to say uh, he'll be very sorely missed. And yeah, hopefully he's in a better place now. Uh, so yeah, uh, this covers it all for today. Thank you guys again. Uh, and remember, no care, and see you next time.